This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everyone, how are you? I hope you are having an amazing day or evening, depending on when you are here. Today, we are going to be answering your questions. And I will say, I have no idea what's going on outside right now, but like every like a minute or so, I just hear like a crowd of people screaming, like in a good way, like woo. And like, I am not a cool kid, so I don't know what's happening. But if you hear it, just ignore it because we have to record and answer your questions so we are pressing on (laughs) no idea how long it's gonna last once i'm done recording i'm probably gonna go i have a package delivered so i'm gonna go pick it up and hopefully find out what the hell's going on so anyway you are listening to the career talk learn grow thrive podcast where we talk about all things career related and i really just tell you how it is i'm your host stephanie dennis my background is in human resources which is what i have my master's degree in my passion is helping others and sharing my knowledge so i made the podcast this is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language the first question we have is how to answer the interview question detail your greatest achievements in the last five years and how they relate to this position that it feels like such an intense question because it's like detail it last five years it's like you want me to go in detail about the last five years but so in general i don't love this question however <laughs> oh i can't teach everyone how to interview well So here's a couple of things to think about. Number one is I would list out your biggest struggles in the last five years. And this is to anyone, like just kind of in preparation, right? So if you are interviewing, list out your biggest struggles either in the last five years, which is directly related to this question, or even in each position. Because once you know what your biggest struggles were and you've done that prep work ahead of time, it's really going to help you in the interview process. So list out your biggest struggles. If you don't know like what they were, talk to colleagues, your friends, your family, your spouse, or your significant other. Oftentimes, if we have a spouse or significant other and we either come home at the end of the day or we meet up with them after work, we tend to vent, (laughs) right, Um, about some of those biggest struggles. So they may be able to help you build out that list and just ask them, like, was there anything that I complained about a lot? And like, oftentimes people are going to remember things that you don't. Number two is make a list of what you had to do to overcome those specific struggles. So you want to think about what are the typical solutions, what are kind of industry standard, what were the creative solutions you looked at, did you build or create something new, did you expand or grow anything, did you shrink or downsize something. Third thing to think about is what did you learn? So were there any surprises? Were there unexpected problems or issues that arose? And more often than not, uh, yes is the answer. (laughs) 
Oh, how it would be so nice if life went as planned. However, that is not how it works. And then what was not, you know, the quote unquote norm? Um, And so think about when we're thinking about what we learned, we typically learn something because there was something new, something unexpected, something that wasn't like normal, which is why it was a struggle, right? Number four is look at your annual reviews. So your past review, maybe you have them, maybe you don't. Uh, Maybe there are emails regarding feedback. Ideally, you have a really good HRIS system and you can just log into your employee profile. (laughs) Oh, a girl can dream that every company would have that, but you know, or even if you don't have any of that, If you have a good relationship with your manager, maybe they can help you if you can't remember what your reviews were like. Number five is asking colleagues about team projects that you worked on. You know, and of course you have to do this in a sensitive way. I wouldn't advertise to my colleagues that I'm exploring other options unless I'm also friends with them and they know, but ask them, you know, the biggest wins. And maybe you can even just say that you want to keep track of all the positive things you've done in your career. You know, what are those biggest wins? And then in general, when you're answering this type of question, once you've kind of worked through these different components, right? Think about how does it relate? Unless you're switching career paths, it should have a direct relation, right? And even if you are switching career paths, you're going to have crossover. So let's say I'm, well, not let's say I am a recruiter (laughs) and typically we're working on 20 to 40 recs at a time. And let's say I want to move to be a software developer. Well, on the surface, there's not going to be a lot of direct crossover because as a recruiter, I don't know how to code and most recruiters don't. Some do, but it's not the norm. However, once I learn that skill, I have the ability to manage a lot of different projects and priorities at once. If you are in recruiting, you know what I mean. Each rec is its own project and each rec is a number one priority to that hiring manager, right? (laughs) So we have to figure out what are the business priorities. We have to look at that bigger picture and we're managing all of these different internal stakeholders and also managing all the candidates within each rec, right? So there's a lot of moving pieces when it comes to recruiting. All right. Question two, someone is in OEM for 35 plus years. They don't have a degree, but they have really strong leadership experience. So here I have five things for us to think about here. Number one is creating your target list of companies you want to work for. Actually, let me back up. So the concern with this being is most companies put on their job descriptions that they require a degree. So here's what I would do. I have five things. Number one, create a list of target companies you want to work for. Number two, Make another list of companies that are hiring for your type of role, your type of experience, your type of background, and then look at, is there any companies that cross over on those lists? So start there, right? The companies you want to work for and they're hiring, perfect. And then look at the companies that are hiring now and then kind of like your perfect world companies, right? So essentially, you're just getting really, really focused on where you want to work and who's hiring. So cross-referencing that information. Number three is focus on your leadership experience. I definitely would not not lead with 35 years, this is extremely valuable. To the wrong person, they're going to make assumptions you don't want them to make. So as much as it sucks to have this part of this conversation, it's also reality, right? There's a lot of knowledge. There's a lot of 
amazing, valuable information in 35 plus years of experience. Again, we're not trying to lead people to the wrong assumptions and to the wrong person. They will. Sucks to say, but it's the reality. Number four is to reach out to recruiters and possible hiring managers. So we're going to do this on LinkedIn. So on the recruiting side, read the profile. Does it mention what they're recruiting for? Because oftentimes people are reaching out to me saying, hey, I am a software developer intern doing QA, da 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 da, right? And in my profile, I am very specific on and intentional on mentioning what I'm recruiting for. Most people don't read it and or they don't care, which is fine. <laughs> there are some times where I can point people in the right direction and there's sometimes where I can't. So if I just don't know the information, my default response is, you know, unfortunately I don't know who is working on those types of roles, but I would recommend, you know, applying online so the right people on the team can review. So if you can be a little bit more proactive when you're reaching out to recruiters and just look at their profile, sometimes it doesn't mention it. More often than not, it probably does not mention the type of roles they're recruiting for, but sometimes it does and that could be helpful for you. And and then when we're looking at hiring managers, so think about who and what sort of titles that you've reported into in the past. In LinkedIn, you can enter in a title, right? So you're going to search for everyone who works at ABC company that you want to work for, and you're going to enter in those different titles as options as well. So then you can target the exact right people. And so when you have the people, you either have a list or you have them open in different tabs that you want to reach out to, reach out, be really honest with them. Say you're really awesome at what you do. You don't have a degree. You are an expert in ABC and be really casual about it. Like it's not a big deal. You know, some companies, it is a deal breaker many companies, it's actually not. It's listed as a job description because it's something HR created and they posted. But at the end of the day, for most companies, one, it's really up to the hiring manager. Two, they will take experience over the degree more often than not. It's desired, but it's not a deal breaker. If it's not a deal breaker, and just like in your message, say like, hey, if this isn't a deal breaker, I would love to set up some time to chat with you further about this particular position. I've already applied online, blah, blah, blah. And then number five, if there are any sort of certifications or programs that you've completed um, for the job, include that on your resume. I wouldn't put like your... Uh, heading like education because you don't want to mislead people by any means, but put you know certifications or programs or whatever enlisted under that subheading on your resume. All right, everyone, if you want me to answer your questions in the show notes, I have a link to a Google survey. You can enter your questions there. I would love to hear from you. I hope you found this information helpful and valuable. As always, thank you so very much for taking the time to listen to this episode. You can find more information in the show notes over at stephdennis13.com. To learn more about how we can work together, head over to listen to careertalk.com for more information. And if you are enjoying the show and would like to contribute to the podcast, financially, you can do so via PayPal, or you can use the Anchor app and do it directly in the app as well. Super cool thing about the Anchor app, in addition to being able to support the podcast that you guys really enjoy, is you can actually leave a voicemail. So really cool. I would love to hear from you. If there are certain things you want me to cover, you can use that app as well. If you are enjoying the podcast, please take a minute to leave a rating and or review. You can leave a rating without leaving a review, which is pretty cool. It really does help others find us. Um, 
Um, you can find me on the socials over at, at stephdennis13. I'm usually on Facebook and Instagram. You are so awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I hope you have an amazing, fabulous rest of your day. <laughs>